This episode of New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start, is brought to you by Takagi Consulting. I'm Jennifer Takagi, the founder and CEO, Chief Encouraging Officer of Takagi Consulting. Join my groups so you can have access to informational videos, resources, and to help you succeed, as well as a community to help support and propel your career. The Facebook group and LinkedIn group names are New Managers on the Rise. Join them today. You can also find the links in the show notes. That's New Managers on the Rise. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I really look forward to connecting to you soon. Welcome to New Manager Media. Manage right from the start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I want to talk about April 19th, 2021. For those of you who do not know, I live in Oklahoma City, and 26 years ago, I worked in the Murrah Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City. Some people know that about me, some people do not. I've been asked a lot of late to share information about that day and the days that followed. And so I thought today this podcast will originally drop on April 19th. 2021. So I thought I might share a little bit about it. So on that day, I worked in the Murrah Federal Building and I was sick. I had bronchitis. I was so incredibly sick, but I needed to go to work. I had a lot to do. I had a lot on my plate and this little voice kept telling me, stay home and take care of yourself. Stay home and take care of yourself. This very harsh voice said, you need to go to work. You have things to do. And then, of course, in my head, I've got this whole list I'm going down of things I needed to do that day. And in the end, I compromised with myself and decided I would call in and say I would be there at noon if I felt better and could make it in by noon. If not, I would I would call back. So I called in and my boss, Jim's secretary was Teresa and Teresa answered the phone and she said, oh my gosh, you just sound terrible. You should, you should stay home. And I said, well, I have a lot to do. I'm going to try to come in at noon, but you know, I may not make it. And she said, well, I'm not going to look for you. Well, that was about, I don't know, 720 in the morning or so. And at 901 is when, or 902 is when the, the bomb went off. Uh, down at the memorial site, they have two gates, 901 and 903, and everything in between is what happened at 902. So that's why. That's why I said 901. 
So as it turns out, um, over these 26 years, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about other people. And one thing that I'm really stepping into, and I have been for the last year for sure, is listening to that inner voice, that intuition. You can call it whatever you want. Intuition is kind of a universally agreed upon term for it. But where does it come from? Is it from the universe? Is it from God? Is it from guardian angels? Is it from archangels? Like who, who puts that voice in your head? And just for the point of this podcast, I'm going to say it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who said that to me. It doesn't matter if it was God. It doesn't matter if it was an archangel looking after me or my personal guardian angels. It doesn't matter. What matters is I would not be here 26 years later if I hadn't listened. And as I listened, I just listened a little bit, right? Because it was like, yeah, I'm not going to call in completely sick. I'm going to call in. I'll be there late, right? So I'm just sharing that with you because in your careers, in your lives, there have been times when a little voice has spoken in your ear, and it sounds like your own voice, by the way, just so you know, it sounds like your own voice, and you're like, yeah, should I listen to that or should I not? And I want to encourage you that if that little voice is gentle and calm, it's probably not your own voice in your head. But if that voice is harsh and demanding and critical, maybe even cynical, then chances are that's your own ego stepping in and telling you what to do. Uh, some people would call that the devil. I don't really know. Whatever. But if it doesn't sound like it comes from a place of love and for your best and highest good, then you may not want to listen to it. You might want to dismiss it. So that was like one of the big lessons I've learned way back then. And I'm really stepping into and listening to my intuition on even the littlest things, right? That just, that it just follows you, just the littlest things. And one lesson that I learned as a result of that day is that some people are more resilient than others. Some people are more resilient than others. Why is this? I don't know. Like, seriously, I don't know. I've read books on resiliency. I've listened to some podcasts. I've listened to speakers. And I even, I wrote a book on grief because I've had just a chunk of it in my lifetime. And I believe that resiliency is learned. It is learned. And I have seen people who were like way past their 40s, maybe into their 50s, possibly even 60s, when they lost their first loved one. Uh, maybe a grandparent didn't even die till they were in their 90s or kiss at 100. And they haven't had that loss. And the good news is it's awesome to go all those many years without having to lose a loved one because it, it's a horrible loss. But the flip side is, if you haven't had losses along the way, then you don't learn to pick yourself up and move forward. 
And oftentimes that picking yourself up is with help of other people, right? It takes people loving you and surrounding you to help lift you up. But the most resilient people seem to be people that I know who've had a lot of misfortune and they are able to recover more quickly. And I remember very specifically one morning putting on my makeup and my mascara and I have gotten up every morning and taken a shower and done my hair and makeup since I was 12 years old. Like I just do that. And even now I still do. I work from home and I'm behind a computer most of the time. People don't even see me, but I still get up and get dressed every day. And I can remember thinking why as tears are just streaming down my face, why am I putting my makeup on? And that sweet little gentle voice said, because that's what you do. That's who you are. You get up every morning and you get ready and you put one step in front of the other and you move forward. And that is me. That is what I do. And that is a learned behavior. And it's a practiced behavior. We don't always feel like doing what we need to do, but we do. And we move on. And so resiliency is something that can be learned. I think it takes practice and it has served me well learning the lessons of resiliency over my lifetime and, and the losses that I have uh, experienced and traumatic events that I have endured. They all come together and make us who we are. And I don't remember how many months afterwards it was, but a woman came and spoke at our office. We had a like a day of training, lunch and learn kind of thing. And she came and spoke at part of it. And she was a cancer survivor. And she said, I was diagnosed with cancer. I was waiting to find out, you know, whether I had to have a lumpectomy, a mastectomy, chemo, radiation, like I didn't have all the, the pieces put together on, on what was going to happen. And being a teacher, I walked into the teacher's lounge at lunchtime and I hear these two teachers over here talking and one is saying how frustrated she is that these two kids in her class that aren't doing what they're supposed to. And this other one is complaining because her teenage child is not living up to their potential. And this other one's irritated about this or that. And everybody, you know, it was just common conversation. Like, what's going on in your world? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to get Johnny to do his homework. And she said, in my head, I thought, how on earth can they be focusing on these trivial, inconsequential things when I have cancer, how dare they focus on something else? Don't they know? And in that moment, I wanted to jump up and down and scream and yell and say, don't you know that I have cancer? And that is more important than what you're doing. And that story has come back to me at various points because what you need to know comes back when you need to know it. I don't know how many times in my life. And she went on to explain that the lesson she learned at, in that point in her life going through her, her cancer and cancer survival was that everybody has their own thing going on right now in their life that is the most important thing to them in that moment. 
And in that moment, it was the biggest thing in that one teacher's life that she couldn't get through to these students that she desperately wanted to reach. And to the other woman, it was the biggest thing in her life that her child was not doing what they were supposed to be doing and could be going down a bad path. So I just want to say that as part of learning to be resilient is learning to appreciate that we're not any one of us on the same path. We might be walking side by side, but one's a little bit ahead, one's two steps behind. We're all on our own path, our own journey, following our own passions, and trying to be the best people that we can be. And is it good enough? No. Is it ever going to be good enough? Mm, probably not. But as I look back on 26 years ago, I want to say I think I'm a little bit stronger than I was then. I think I'm a little bit more loving than I was then and a little bit more forgiving as well as accepting of other people of where they are on their path. Do I have it down pat? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I am a far way, far, far away from the finish line of perfection in this journey. But I just wanted to take a minute and share with you that we all have things going on in our lives. And as managers, as leaders, we need to understand that everyone is coming at things from their own perspective, from their own history. And the history that they're carrying with them, some resolved issues, some unresolved issues, and we need to leave a little room for acceptance and grace. I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.